Hey, you know, we forgot to talk about the aroma, right? <laughs> but when I, I'm sniffing that, it's like I'm sniffing a fondue. <laughs> Which I understand is a sexual offence in some states. <laughs> All right, all right, quieten down now. Live from the Britain Yankee Pub Studios. Another Britain Yankee Craft Beer Pubcast. I can hear the pints being pulled right now. Not the wild one, bring the drums in, let's have a party. Pump up the bitter. Shh, test it. Pump up the bitter. Pump up the bitter. Take it away, lad. You are paying for that beer, aren't you? Pump up the bitter. Pump up the bitter. Yes, we're back again. We've we've gone over the 300 mark, and uh, we're heading now into 301. And it's a wonderful day because we're celebrating Valentine's Day. And with me to celebrate it in such a cozy style down at the Britain Yankee Pub Studios, I have a couple of brewers and a couple of consumers, me being one consumer. So I'm gonna go to the other consumer first, Tom Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Are you ready for a little Valentine's Day love? <clears throat> Present company excluded. Sure. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're all cute and all, but you're all not my type. Oh, Sorry. Oh, man. Oh, and that's the voice of Mr. Chuck Fort, co-host, of course, of many times. Hello, Chuck. Yes. Give it a couple. Give it a couple hours, Tom. Couple hours, or or, or a couple of pints. And, and <laughs> okay. Look, we all went to college. We all done things we're not proud of. <laughs> and uh, Chuck, you missed out on your signature opening. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much. I'll have to hello. slap you around a bit. Yeah. For that. But our guest of honor tonight, and sitting in the seat of honor, which is the one that's closest to the wall, so he can't get out, <laughs> is uh, Mr. Ed Malnar from uh, Pollyanna Brewing, VP of Operations. Am I correct? That's correct. Yeah, you the yeah. man. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm the guy people come to when stuff breaks and, and all that kind of thing. But. Well, thank you very much for coming down to the pub. I know we were going to have like two or three other people, but it seems like family things and colds have prevented them from coming. But yeah. you are here because one of the beers that we're going to taste is a rather interesting lead-in to our Valentine Day theme. So before we get going on that, I'm just going to let you know that you can find us at www.thebritainyankee.com. You can find us on Facebook, um, Twitter, Oh, lots of other places you can go to. iTunes, uh, I think we're on Google Play. Uh, most podcast aggregators will find us. And of course, if you want to send us some emails, pints at the Britain Yankee. That's P-I-N-T-S at the Britain Yankee.com. So without further ado, let's just jump into beer number one, which I'm going to get from the fridge. And while I'm doing that, can you tell us, not the name, but what it is in its style, Ed. Okay, so yes, I can certainly do that. It's a uh, 
And I did bring, for, I know nobody can see this, which is good, but I'm going to tip myself off anyway. Oh. I brought my cheat notes with me. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to get this right because once these podcasts go out there, they're out there forever, right? So I That's right. Yeah, anything right. you say on here will be held against you in a court of law. <laughs> I'm sure that and other things Ooh. too. So, so yeah, the base beer uh, um, is a, an oatmeal blonde ale. Um, and uh, we've got a nice silky uh, base um, in this beer. Uh, we're using all kinds of uh, nice silky ingredients, uh, oats, you know, wheat. Uh, I'd just like to say I'm doing a shit job of pouring it because yeah. it's in a growler. Yeah, so. now that you mention it, it, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> you got a bit of a head there, I think, on that one. But yeah, you know. All right, carry on. A lot of dextrin. Learn how to drink that, you know. So, you know, it's a nice silky blonde ale, and it's got tons and tons of uh, sweet and tart cherries uh, along with uh, cocoa nib. So when you drink this, you're really getting a great sense of drinking a chocolate-covered cherry. Ooh, yeah. I say, chocolate-covered mm-hmm. cherries. Mm-hmm. One of my least favorite things. Oh, I like well, this, strawberries. It's all well, for you, that. Phil. There we go. Now, you can have that one. Um, well, mine does some head on you it. You can have that one. No head on there. Well, you had that one then. You, you, you want to trade? Yeah, please tug your finger in there. I did. Well, I was trying to knock the head down. Pollyanna. <laughs> yes, so the it, it has poured out exactly as you have talked about um, with a very kind of hazy cherry look. And I said to hold off on the name because I wanted to just introduce this before we get some comments on the beer. Um, in terms of the origins of Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day... Uh, is actually stemming back to Roman days. And there's a lot of uh, different stories about how it came to be, but um, it's actually very dark and bloody. (laughs) And apparently the Romans started it off by executing two men uh, on different years on February the 14th, and that was in the 3rd century AD. Is that what really happened to the other two guys that were supposed I to be here so. tonight? I think so, yeah, they were executed. <laughs> Although, actually... They, they um, took the invite, literally. <laughs> they, they, they actually celebrate the feast of Lupercalia, which I'm not quite certain what that is, but um, they sacrifice a goat and a dog, and then they whip the women with the hides of the animals they have just slain. Um, so nothing more romantic than a good whipping with a bloody skin, don't you think? <laughs> and of course, okay. um, it's, it's actually come into being a much more loving day. But originally, I guess if you're a Roman, you'd be quite lecherous. And what's the name of your beer? Lechery. Oh, there we go. How about that for a segue? So this beer is called Lechery. Um, and uh, why did you decide to make this because the combination is quite unusual well i mean uh, for valentine's day we were going um you know with uh, you know similar tastes uh, other things that are related to valentine's day maybe you'll you'll get your partner uh, a nice box of chocolates particularly some of those nice chocolate cherries so really that's that's what we we're going for—a chocolate-covered cherry, and the uh, the blonde ale just uh, provided a really nice silky background um, for all that to work together. So the characteristics of a blonde ale that I know of are that it's—does it have wheat in it or not? That's a wheat ale. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that would be a wheat ale. Right? <laughs> so a blonde ale, does it have a little bit more hoppiness to it? Uh, a little bit. I mean, but in this particular case, it's it's just a bit of bittering hops. You know, there's nothing 
nothing on the flavor or the aroma side. Okay. Yeah, you just needed like a palate or something to start with to, to yeah. put the, uh, the rest of the flavors in. Mm-hmm. So, so, so let's well, ask Chuck, what do you what do you think of the beer? Because I've already formed an opinion and I've only had one opinion, sip huh? here. Well, <laughs> so I think the blonde ale is a good thing to start with for this because you don't have to put in a whole lot of the the other flavors to, to get them to come through and be balanced. Um, which is nice because it's, it's not, um, normally I wouldn't go for a beer like this, but um, drinking it for this style, it's, it's I think it's um, wonderfully balanced. I, you know, it doesn't, in the finished, is the, you don't have like too much chocolate or, or fruit flavors lingering. They're all sort of in there together and it's not offensive and you can drink more and if, if it's a good beer, I think. Oh, I wouldn't go for it, like I said, but that's just... <laughs> I wouldn't go for that style. No, if you just no said... I'm going to see this if man you down said, Pollyanna. I'm just saying, if you said, um, you know, a chocolate beer, I would just, no, nah, go something else. But um, on the other hand, I do have to try everything. So. You do. <laughs> I just and I do. have to force you to do that normally, right? No, Tom, what do you reckon? So <clears throat> I have I've kind of a, have a love-hate relationship with this, and it's and it's interesting because it changed about three minutes ago. So I have I live in Lamont, which is very convenient because if, if there's if someone has a home brewery, it's probably Pollyanna. Um, and I had this literally since the day you guys released it. Tonight's the first night I ever heard the the chocolate covered cherries comparison, and it's mm. absolutely spot on. Now to be fair, I don't I don't love chocolate covered cherries, mm-hmm. but I do like I do like the fact that you can equate. How do you describe a beer to someone? Who doesn't know what it's going to taste like, and that's that might be one of the more accurate descriptions I've ever had. This tastes like a chocolate covered cherry. It's not super syrupy. It's not super sugary. It's not super strong, but there's no mistaking that that's a, if that was the intent, mm-hmm. it's absolutely on point. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was never a, I'm never a huge fan of it, but I don't I'm not a big fan of of oatmeal blondes anyway. But that knowing that that's the little bit of cocoa and the little bit of cherry to it. Now it's actually kind of a, it's a beer that I would order specifically for that purpose. And I add, know it tastes like a chocolate-covered cherry. That's what I want. And you added the oatmeal to give it a little bit more body? Yeah, a little bit more body. Um, f- certainly with the oatmeal, we've got uh, some, uh, well, we certainly do have some wheat in there and some flake barley as well to, mm. to support the body. It's, it's a grain mixture. It is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a, you know, there's a number of different grains. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not like... Uh, just one or two or three different grains in there, but it, uh, just enough to to provide a I like like a velvety cushion for that chocolate covered cherry to mm-hmm. sit on, and for your loved one's head as you are sipping, as you're pouring it into her mouth lovingly, followed by a real chocolate covered cherry. Yeah. And then she chokes on the stone. No. That's one of where we're going. I, I don't know that I can add anything to... Phil, we're not the Romans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. i got to go out and get a hide and whip people with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I can add anything to what Tom said. Mm-hmm. I think you were very concise there because exactly I was a little bit... Oh, wait a minute. A chocolate-covered cherry. I'm not so certain on that. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a chocolate strawberry man myself, but there Mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, as he says, quite delicious, and I was very surprised that I was going to enjoy it. Um, 
there's a slight tartness, but it's offset by that lovely chocolate that comes through. That that balance is really good. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think now the lovely Kimberly, my landlady here at the pub, she uh, does not drink beer, but she does like the occasional sip. Uh, she's sipped down on nearly a full sample of an Imperial Stout from Pokro Brewing in Indiana. Um, and I think she would enjoy this. She would love this. So I'm going to make sure I save a little and let her have a taste of it. So I think mm -hmm. you've got a winner here for this time of the year. Um, and is it is it selling well? Yeah, it, it is selling well. It's, it's, it's popular, right? You know, first of all, it's different, right? People are always looking for something different. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, you know, we brew it primarily because it's that Valentine's Day season. So people are, are intrigued by, you know, the chocolate covered cherry for Valentine's Day. So they're, right. it, it's popular. It's selling it. You know, we did, uh, geez, honestly, I don't even know how many barrels we did. It's either 15 or 30. I don't, I don't know. Um, enough. Enough. Oh, that's pretty yeah. good. Are you so, not canning or bottling it, right? It's just on draft? Just on draft, yeah. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And I think it really uh, um, does well on draft. I mean, I, uh, you brought it in a growler. I had a trouble pouring it out, so I got you know, the right size head, but I think I succeeded in the end. But it does lose its yeah. head um, a little well, the, bit here, but it doesn't detract from it, right? Well, the carbonation is good, and it came out of a growler, so you already lost carbonation because of that. So Yeah. So if you got it straight on draft, it would be, you'd get a little more. So, so the other thing that we're going to do in this show is also come to each of you guys and say, okay, and I'm going to come to you, Ed, first. So um, you've been uh, married for quite some time, right? Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, you don't have to say if you've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to think. I had to do the math in my head really yeah. quick. 37 years. 30, there you go. 37, 37 years. Wonderful Man years. and boy. There mm -hmm. we go. So... Um, in those years, what I typically find is that people in their early years either don't celebrate or go crazy and celebrate. And then as you get older, you kind of do something a little special that you haven't done for a long time. So if you had to plan a Valentine's Day for your lovely wife, and I, I doubt she's going to listen to this, so you can say what the hell you want. No, she <laughs> never, never listens to what I say anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so what would it be? And if at the end of the day you had a Valentine's Day dinner, what would be your main course and what would you pair up with it? And you, you can say lechery. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pair lechery, and here's the main reason, uh, and I'll, I'll get back to the, the actual course itself. But uh, my wife is a big IPA person. So mm. I would say it wouldn't be lechery uh, because she just loves IPAs. Um, it would probably be an IPA to drink or maybe even a nice cocktail or glass of wine. You know, I mean, we like to, you know, change up our drinks a little bit sure. and, and discover some new things. But, you know, what what I would do, I don't know. I, I think, I think uh, the main course would be some type of seafood, fresh seafood, um, and you didn't ask me really? about the location. Why did you get stale seafood? It's much tastier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's why I say fresh because the location would be right on a warm weather beach somewhere. That's because she loves that. She would sit on a beach for days on end and be completely content. So it would be there. You know, maybe a nice one of those cabanas. You know, get a little bit of shade. Yeah. You know, a nice breeze, a nice formal outdoor setting on the table. So like a South Carolina or something like that? Something like that, or even further south. Oh. 
Mm. Wow. So yeah. next year you can arrange that trip and... Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe I could. <laughs> yeah. In case you are listening, hon, I, I, I might. <laughs> so there you go. So yeah. that's what... Now, have you ever had... Have you ever done a Valentine's Day that that's really gone down? Wow, Ed. You know, kind of... You just... No. Uh-uh. No? No, it's never happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, Ed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's been okay, though. You know, I... Yeah. I Thankfully, I've never done one that's com- that's just bombed, you know. So yeah. anyway, it's never been like one of those overwhelming wow things, like that thing on the beach would be. Yeah. So you well, know, there you go. Now you got. Now you got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we'll raise our glasses. Everybody's going to give a thumbs up to this little puppy, because and and me especially, because I was going to say mm-hmm. I was. This is horrible. I really not my taste, but it is. I want more. <laughs> Really good, man. So, uh, thumbs up to that. Yep. We'll take a yep. break and Thanks, then we'll guys. come back with uh, Valentine beer number two. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Ed Melner from Pollyanna Brewing Company. And whenever I want a Valentine's Day beer, I put nibs on it and then listen to the Britain Yankee podcast. Ed, how big are your nibs? Uh, just the right size, Phil. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Our next beer, um, after lechery, might come, well, apart from the uh, whipping women with hides of animals that they've just slain, might come something like, if you're young, sex and candy. And of course, I'm talking about 18th Street Brewery's India Pale Ale, Sex and Candy. So would you mind opening up that can there, yeah. Mr. Uh, Chuck, whilst I'm talking? So going back to the Romans and, and what they first off did, um, these, these women, these Romans uh, women were, were um, naked and drunk most of the time. <laughs> and what happened was they actually lined up for the men to hit them because they believed that this would make them fertile. And so after that, there was also a matchmaking lottery in which they would be matched up with one of the people, whether they knew them or not, and then they would go off and, and make wild sex all night, or lechery all night, I guess. Um, so the Romans were definitely a wild bunch. And um, then mm. along comes Emperor Claudius, and uh, this was where he, would, he uh, actually executed two men back in the uh, 3rd century AD, both of them named Valentine, apparently, or so history says. And that was on February the 14th. And then the Catholic Church uh, martyred these guys um, in celebration of St. Valentine's Day, or, or St. Valentine's Day came from that martyrdom of those two guys. <laughs> Having said that, Sex and Candy by 18th Street Brewery is also something of a controversial beer. Uh, which was put out, I think, a couple of years ago, probably 2016, something like that. And the artwork on the, I don't know if it was bottles or cans in those <laughs> it, days. It's a can, because I'm looking at it now and going, okay. what the hell? Well, the artwork back in those days was, <laughs> was a lot worse, apparently, because there was a lot of controversy about it uh, objectifying women. Um, and now they've released it and redesigned it. And I'm not exactly certain. You've got your glasses on, Tom. What is on that can? <clears throat> um, pretty much anything you might need for a great night of bondage. 
Oh, say no more. <laughs> well, this is an India Pale Ale. And um, apparently Ed has not had it. So he's got a sample of it. I'm going to go to you, Tom, for your first impressions. Can you do impressions, by the way? Not well. Okay. Just check. I try. I try to. I try to do an impression of a human being most days, but it doesn't always work. Okay. Um, it's okay. It's it's a it's a decent IPA. Um, I don't know um, off the top of my head. I don't know what hops are in it, but there's nothing in there that I find offensive. Which um, I've had a few that are a little sketchy. Um, all in all, not not too terrible. Uh, I don't. And what's the ABV on this? I'm guessing low-ish. Um, I don't have a lot of information on the beer itself. I do have a lot of information on the controversy. But, oh, or is that controversy? <laughs> I don't know. It's controversy over there. You pronounce controversy. Controversy. It's a controversial subject. Yeah, it is. There we, there go. we go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's an aluminium can. <laughs> it is an aluminium can. You're aluminium. quite correct, yes. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> but no, it's 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 not bad. It's it's a decent IPA. Um, it's I. I don't necessarily find anything terribly remarkable about it. Nothing terribly offensive. It's just a good, solid... Uh, I don't know if this is their kind of house standard IPA. No, it, um, it's one that they produce uh, on an interim basis, I think. I don't think it's okay. around all the year. Um, we did try one of their pale ales in a blind taste test, and uh, it won. Um, and I'm thinking it was the velvet... It had velvet in the name and a goat on the front. Wait a minute, sex and candy. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, they do produce pretty darn good beers, those folks out at 18th Street. And uh, I think the guy out there, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Fox? Head brewer, Drew Fox. There we go. Good memory. So there we go. Ed, hmm. are you and I, oh, well, hey, maybe you should take this home to your wife. Take her some sex and candy home. <laughs> We got an unopened can still? Yeah, there yeah. we go. I got one there. All right. Take it out. I'll bring it home. I'll wake her up when I get there. <laughs> there we go. Okay, what well, hey, I have? Want some sex and candy? <laughs> Crack. <laughs> Give me that can. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll see. So can you look up what the uh, ABV is, please? Thank you very yeah. much. I'll get my man to do that. I'm not very well prepared tonight. But. Seven and a, wow. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. So it's mm. almost hitting that imperial level, right? So. Yeah. It does. It drinks a lot lighter than the seven. I wasn't. Anticipating seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's um. It's I get a little more, um, of that almost buttery taste in the background that, to me, always borders on that diacetyl mm. thing. I, I'm sure it's not, but mm. there's a buttery. I'm not getting diacetyl. Sense to it. No, no. It's it's um. It's it's something in the malt. I don't know. If, maybe there's something they added to it maybe uh, a flavoring of some type or it may just be the way the beer is it's just um, a little more malt forward than a lot of IPAs and um, at first impression it might seem like an IPA that's maybe got a few months on it but this was this was canned in uh, November so it's only check a, the bottom right yeah it's only a couple months old hey, so that, that's getting you in practice for sex and candy check well yeah bottom. so the can <laughs> I, i'm guessing the candy part of it must be what we're tasting and um that that sweet background right doesn't that so i think this mm. is the way it's supposed to taste hey and, we never yeah. we never really got to what you thought uh so moving on no yeah yeah, yeah well, <laughs> 
But uh, with, with regard to checking the bottom, always check the dates on the bottom. When you check anybody's bottom, check yeah. a date. Yeah. yeah. Check the date. <laughs> I've, I'm count pa- the rings. Or... I'm past my best by date on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, this was done in what, November? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we've got, uh, where are we now? End of February. So three Less. months. So this Less. is. Yeah. What, what's mm-hmm. the average for an IPA then before it really loses F4, its four? I don't like luster. After four months, it's like yeah. four months. Yeah. Depending That's if it's been cold, if it's been cold the whole time, but if it's been sitting out warm, then it. You know. um, I bought this at uh, a Binnie's. Can't remember which mm. one. Mistress Binnie. It was probably sitting warm then. And so <laughs> it was sitting on the shelf. It was not in the cooler yet. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, yeah. always, I always wonder about whether or not you know you should keep. IPAs cool, or if you keep them, oh, you should yeah. keep them cold. cold. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think it's pretty much that way for just about any beer. I mean, cold preserves mm-hmm. anything, really. You know, so beers are going to last longer if it's kept cold. Yeah. Yeah. Kept cold. No, I have, no swings. You know, not warm, not cold. Right. Yeah. Like constant temperature. Because yeah. I have a bunch that's sitting down here. Uh, this is, you know, we're in a basement, so theoretically, right, it should be cellar temperature, as they mm. say. So it should be a constant temperature. I don't have them in the in the fridge, but I have had beers in the fridge. Yeah. But the mm. ones that are just sitting on the shelf. Your IPAs will last longer if you keep them refrigerated. Your, um, your stouts and things like that, you can take them out of the fridge and put your IPAs in there. If you've got limited space, I would do that. Sours mm. in the fridge. Yeah, depends on the sour, but yeah, most of mine are in the fridge. Yeah, you gotta gotta have a big fridge. <laughs> Everybody always runs out of yeah refrigerator cooler space. They do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so back to fridge. back to the uh, controversy over this. So mm-hmm. back in 2017, there was an article that was written about this, and um, excuse me, there was a quote here where. Beer writer Carla Jean Lauter. Oh, is that, isn't Lautering a process? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, if you pronounce it slightly <laughs> different, yes, it is. Oh, is it Lauter? Something like that. Lauter. Lauter. Okay. Lauter. Okay. Uh, so when beer writer <laughs> Carla Jean Lauter, known as the Beer Babe, tweeted at 18th Street, would you consider changing the label for Sex and Candy to something less objectifying? And in response, 18th Street shot back, would you consider changing your Twitter handle to something less offensive, beer babe? Exclamation mark. So, <laughs> th- have oh. you ever had any controversy or controversy over any of your uh, beer titles? Because you do come up with some interesting titles, but I don't think they're really wacky, are they? Not way out there. No, no. I mean, I can't think of a single one. We we definitely try to stay away from that, you know, just to avoid it. You know, it's not. Not necessarily a good thing. I mean, it can go one way or the other, depending on who you're appealing to, I suppose. Yeah, but absolutely. we'd rather not, you know, get into a controversy about it. I think, you know, probably lecheries might be about as as controversial yeah. as we get. And if you if you read any of the uh, descriptions in our... I can read it to you right now. Oh, yes, please do. Please tell us how you can justify lechery. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and who my thought of this name? Was it that deviant Pavola? Yeah, it was that guy. <laughs> and this is all him right here I'm about to read. It's got nothing to do with me. Okay. So if if anybody's offended, just... <laughs> Send emails to who? Brian at PollyannaBrewing.com. <laughs> Brian at PollyannaBrewing.com. There we so, go. Here we go. Here's the description, right? More gullible than innocence is lust and greed, but as Kurt Vonnegut put it, 
Tis better to have love and lust than to let your apparatus rust. <laughs> Whoa. I say, speaking of rusting apparatus. I got to remember that. Now we're, now we're going to go to Chuck and find out. Chuck, are you a big Valentine's Day guy? Well, you're big. I know. You're very tall. But are you a Valentine's Day guy? Yeah, we, we celebrate it. We don't, get, we don't do Sweetest Day. We just stick with Valentine's Day, you know. Um, we went to Hawaii one year. That was pretty nice. Wow. And it wasn't exactly on Valentine's Day, but it was close enough. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Cabana, um, hot on the beach. But more like, but more likely, it's going to be something a little, you know, more subdued than that. Last year, no Hawaii. Um, but what she likes is when someone cooks for her. She just loves that. So it was nothing fancy. It was just Doppelbach. Doppelbach. Doppel That's the key. That right you there. cooked and then, or had with. Well, I made a, I made a Doppelbach reduction. So, you just put it in the pan, you heat it up, and cook it down until it. Try not to burn it. Just get it real thick, and then, you know, put some meat in there. Uh, it could be, you know, and and. What I like to do is with brats because they're easy. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what sort of meat did you slap? Well, in there's there. all kinds of meat you can choose from. Um, I'll let you. I'll let your imagination run wild on that one. Was it a sausage? Uh, <laughs> did you slap a sausage in there in your reduction? Yes. Yes. It came out. Yes, yeah, indeed. honey, I've yes, reduced indeed. my sausage for you. You've reduced it. It's still ten inches. No. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, you know. So was it the way big, I measure it? Was it a big success? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. As long as you don't burn it, it's, it's about getting it right to that point, and then don't let it burn. And then uh, you get this really awesome uh, reduction sauce, and you can cook a lot of stuff in it. <laughs> and then you got Doppelbach as well. Hopefully, you don't cook all. Hopefully, you don't use all the Doppelbach for cooking. You know, so you, so you got to save some. So she likes a good Doppelbach. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, that sounds like I'm coming around your Always house. Wins. Can you get rid of her, and I can have your <laughs> I can have your uh, reduced meat. Double bogger reduced sausage. Yeah. It's like if the, and with that, if the house is rocking, don't come knocking. Oh dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> So, Dan, thanks a lot for giving me a buzz. If you had to plan a really good Valentine's Day dinner, what would be on the menu for you, and what would you have as a beer to pair up with it? I'm not great with pairing, but I, I know what I like. and I know there's always a lot of candy associated with it, and that, that pairs well with uh, some of the bigger stouts we do. So I think that would be an easier way route to go for me. <laughs> okay, first course, Dan. Oh, no, first course. Let's see. Um, Spam? What's that? Did you say spam? Oh, you said damn. <laughs> I don't like spam. Do you, do you cook a lot at home? Um, I, I cook more more often than anyone else. Has. I do enjoy cooking. Ah, jeez, I don't know. I'm, I'm not good at, like, multiple course meals, though, or well, things like that. I, just go with the one. Yeah, and, well, re- I, and remember, when you cook this dinner, the outcome of it is that you have a happy honey, and you might get a little something a at the honey. end of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the, if that's the case, I know she's got she's got a sweet tooth, so I would skip right to dessert. 
that yeah that would be the the course i would go with and uh you know we've got uh honestly like right now our we've just released our tiramisu stout lady middle finger it's called um it is amazingly good i, I and i'm my worst critic here so um the first batch we did we actually did for somebody's wedding so there was already a kind of a love theme going on with that one um so when we rebrewed it we kind of upped the ante on everything we more chocolate, more ladyfinger cookies went into it, um, more vanilla, more coffee. So it, it is, it would pair perfectly well with any kind of chocolatey dessert you would go with. But I, I think tiramisu would be a great pairing just for that because it's got all those flavors already in it. Um, and it's delicious and sweet and just hits all the right notes that you want for a, a big sweet sound. And what was the name of it again? It's called Lady Middle Finger. <laughs> yes, it was actually suggested to us by a, uh, a fan of ours on, a, on our Facebook page. Uh, we threw the idea out there, hey, what should we call this beer? And uh, a, a girl that comes in all the time suggested that name, so we went with it. Say no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So can they, can, they, uh, get, uh, can they get Lady Middle Finger down at uh, Metal Monkey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's available in cans to go. Uh, we've got four packs of it. Uh, 16 ounce cans. Uh, we've uh, just started doing a lot more distribution too, so it's in a lot of stores out there as well. All right, that sounds good. So after you've eaten your tiramisu and sipped up your lady middle finger, then the rest of it is up to the imagination. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, you know, you know, we're we're leaning toward love here. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at love <laughs> in all the right places. Hey, Dan. Exactly. Thank, thanks a lot for uh, allowing us to call you. I know you're on your way home after a hard day at the brewery. Have a great Valentine's Day. You too. Thank you so much. Cheers. We're back, and uh, our, um, <laughs> our third beer... Uh, gets a little bit of uh, more the softer side of uh, Valentine's Day. I'm going to have to pour this one quickly because um, this is from Odd Side Ales, and I took the top off this beer, and it appears to have a very nice little foam top that is uh, coming coming up and getting bigger. And uh, <laughs> I'm not certain why that is. Uh, anybody know why this is starting to like foam over? I said foam over, not comb over. <laughs> so um, as I pour this out, Odd Side Ales is out of Michigan. And uh, once you really get into Valentine's Day with your loved one, then obviously you're always going to have a touch of red, which is what this beer is called. Hmm. It is a 7% ABV mixed fermentation sour red ale aged in barrels for up to 12 months now i always wonder when they say for up to 12 months because surely at some point you know you take it out of the barrel so did they take some out at 10 months did they say some out at 11 and then stopped at 12 what do you do with your barrels ed <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. we taste our well on the secrets I mean, of course, every every barrel is evaluated individually to see how the, the beer is progressing in them. Um, you know, the good ones, the ones that are all pretty similar, I shouldn't say the good ones, but the ones that are similar mm -hmm. uh, are blended. 
into the beer that we intend it to be. And if there's something else going on with any of the other barrels, we turn that into something else that's more appropriate with what's happened to that beer in the barrel. So, so you continually like take little. I, I've seen videos of people putting a little nail in and out of a barrel, and a little stream comes out like a little pea stream. Yep. <laughs> and that's you evaluating the barrel, right? I mean, evaluating how the beer is going. Yeah. Is there a special location on that barrel where to do it? Bottom, top. Uh, oh, back well, to bottoms. It's. Yeah. Always <laughs> check the date. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. It's in the head of the barrel, right? For people who don't, you know, realize where we're talking about where their nail goes. It goes in the head, the flat part of the barrel. Uh, I which, think which side? It's either the side either, you can reach. Either yeah, the one that's, that, one that's facing yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've stacked a few sometimes when I'm. I've got them all stacked up. And I'm like, oh damn, the, the nails, nails, the nails are on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think in our case, we got it maybe about four to six inches above the, the edge of the barrel uh, okay. on the head. and uh, From the bottom or the top? If a barrel's laying on its from side, bottom. from the bottom where the head meets the staves of the barrel, yep. about four to six inches oh, oh, up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it's then just, you're not getting any sediment that maybe hasn't settled and you should be in a clear area. Yeah. You're getting a decent sample from that point. Okay. It's uh, stainless steel... Uh, nail. Yeah. Um, I mean, Try doing it in a stainless steel barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. St- a stainless steel nail. And does it go back in? Yeah. And oh, it yeah. doesn't affect the beer. Nope. Any, that little bit of. Nope, nope. I, I, you know, we, I mean, before we pull the nail, we basically spray it with isopropyl alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Sanitize that surface, pull the nail, take the sample, stick the nail back in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. It's really cool because I know um, a lot of people just think, okay, the beer comes and there it is. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more to it in the background. And back to the Odd Side Ales. Anybody know anything about Odd Side Ales? Grand Haven, Michigan, right? Um, Something like that? I think they're in Grand Haven, Michigan, exactly. It's, and a, ha- it's a haven in Michigan. It's one of them. It is, exactly. Um, and the uh, owner of the place is a guy by the name of Mishnah, believe it or not, even though it's Mishnah. I think I'm, I'm trying to find his first name. Here we go, Chris. Okay, Chris Mishnah, who is the uh, co-founder and brewmaster at Grand Haven, Michigan. You're quite correct. Um, I've had some odd side ales before. I think they do one called Dank, and they did it with Binnies. They actually did a collaborate. I don't know how you collaborate with a liquor store, because what are they going to provide to it? The recipe or we, just them? We've actually done it. We've done it with Binnies. Uh, we Have did you? once before. Um, they provided. Uh, what did we do? What did we do? I'm trying to remember what the previous beer was that, that we did with them. I can't remember if it was an Imperial Fun Size or not, but they provided. Um, and I can't remember the distillery, but they provided the barrels to us. Oh, I see. All right. And okay. they and they actually they did that again re, uh, recently, not too long ago. We've got like twenty five Buffalo Trace barrels that we put Imperial Fun Size in. That's the collaboration part of it. You you tend to do a lot of bourbon barrels, and Chuck, you also do bourbon barrels, but you've yeah. also had a couple of wine barrels. Yeah, um, this this almost reminds me of like a red wine barrel. Possibly. Oh, well, back to mm-hmm. the old side out. Sorry. Possibly. Yeah. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but just kind of a little bit of a tannic character, which sometimes you can pull mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, I'm, uh, it did say wine barrels, I think. Mm. Um, okay. I'm finding this beer to be quite delicious, to be quite honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a real nice sour 
Mm-hmm. Um, what are you getting from it, Ed? Uh, you know, first Besides of all, a I big think smile on your face. I think <laughs> it looks, yeah, I think it looks beautiful. I mean, there. I mean, what is it called? A touch of red. A touch of red, a and it has a delightful. Um, well, it's kind of interesting <laughs> because mm-hmm. the the front of it, when I when I looked at it, it has a lovely red rose, and of course, we give everybody red roses on on Valentine's Day. Although. The landlady here prefers peach-colored roses. That's her favorite color. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at the label, it was being held by a skeleton hand. So, <laughs> so it's perhaps got a darker side to it. I'm not quite certain how that all works out. Well, it is odd side ales, so slightly odd take on a now, red rose. I, I, I have to say, I think this has got something to do with, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Grateful Dead, because at the bottom of it, it says, we will get by, we will get by, we will survive, <laughs> which is, we will get yes. by, we will, and that's uh, Grateful Dead, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a Grateful Dead man. I yeah. think they're okay. That's one of their later. One day you will be a uh, Grateful Dead man. I, <laughs> well, at least, the, at least the dead man. Oh, dead man. Maybe for I'll sure, be a yeah. sour dead man. I don't you, know. <laughs> uh, we'll keep that from happening. <laughs> okay, so um, they, the uh, the folks at Oddside have a fifteen barrel brew house, um, and I think that they have kept aside one particular barrel for fruit beers. So they seem to do a lot of those. Um, have you had any of the Oddside ales? You go up to Michigan a lot, don't you? Tom? I do. Um, we've had actually quite a few different kinds. I, off the top of my head, I don't know um, exactly what we've had, but we've had their beer on more than one occasion. Um, never really had a bad beer. I mean, that's and that's pretty much what we look for in a brewery. Is you know, if, if we have something that you know we have three or four beers, I don't. I look for crap beers. No. Yeah. Okay. Are they kind of close to where your place is at up there? No, they're no, they're actually not, but. We go to Traverse City an insane amount. Yeah. And when we, if we come from Traverse City back home to Chicago, we come down the lakes, the lakeside. So uh, we basically come through like Grand Haven, South Haven area. Stop all those places. Um, but even a lot of the places, if we go to actually to a, a beer bar in Traverse City, they're one of the places we go to is, um, I think it's Seven Monks, I think is the name of it. Yeah. Um, they are very much a local purveyor um, restaurant and amazing beer bar. Um, same thing with the Hopcats. They focus a lot on local beers. So Odd Side Ales are pretty much on every menu we see when we go on vacation. Right. So mm-hmm. unless we're going to a brewery where they only serve their own stuff. And um, I think also up in Traverse City is right Brain right brain, right uh-huh. brain is and they amazing. Actually, uh-huh. They actually do a Valentine Day beer that I couldn't get hold of, and I can't remember the name of it. Damn it! But um, they have one specific as well that kind of got hearts and hugs and things and stuff like that. So, um, if you are back to uh, the story of Valentine's Day, which uh, if you remember we left off with the Romans and uh, the women doing a lot of uh, naughty things to one another. Um, Basically, uh, it was helped along in the Middle Ages by people like Geoffrey Chaucer, who wrote the Canterbury Tales, and Shakespeare, whose film Shakespeare in Love was a great... He directed that film. Um, Was that the Middle Ages? (laughs) 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 But um, actually, just before that, remember in 1066, England was invaded for the last time by the Normans. 
I well, don't, don't like remember. like it you don't, like it was. Don't remember that, do you? No, it was terrible. Stuck in my <laughs> side like a thorn. I have to tell you. But um, what about around William the Conqueror. Sorry. What about William the Conqueror? William the Conqueror. That's exactly it. Actually. Uh, a note on William the Conqueror if he hadn't conquered us then we would never had the feudal system and the feudal system would never have created the network of the patchwork of fields that you see in England today so my ancestors are partially responsible for that what, my ancestor Robert Lefort put a shield between a sword and William the Conqueror at the Battle of Hastings and was knighted on the spot he was? yes he was how do you know that? I don't know just from some genealogists so okay. <laughs> he, he spit into a tube and sent it off. That's what yeah. they told him. You know what? He may have uh, a picture of him on the Bayou Tapestry because, you know, yeah. when that battle was going on, there was a whole row of women with these needles and threads. And they were, you know, they didn't have cameras in those days, so they had to quickly do needlework. And that's where the Bayou Tapestry comes from. Wow. My God, you believe in me? Can't. What's going on? <laughs> 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 so anyway, um, <laughs> we're like, but was like, way back to the. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you don't know what the bio tap, and we're only three beers in. <laughs> Google. Okay. So the Normans celebrate Galatin's Day, and Galatin means lover of women. So perhaps there's a little bit of a, a you know corruption of the word there to get to Valentine, but mm -hmm. as I say, Chaucer and Shakespeare they they tended to romanticize um, this particular love day, if you will, and um, everything was going along quite nicely, and then the Industrial Revolution came along, and in 1913, a company in Kansas City, Missouri, produced a card for Valentine's Day. Can you guess who that company was? Hallmark. Hallmark! And it's now a Hallmark holiday. <laughs> We've never looked back because it's big business and they sell more cards. Even in these days of e-cards and everything, they sell more cards on Valentine's Day than any other day. So what brings us up to date, and um, I'm not going to ask you, Tom, right now for what your Valentine's Day thing is because you brought a beer along, the last beer, so... I'll tell you what mine is. Um, I actually like to, we used to go out and do stuff, the lovely Kimberly and I, but we kind of tend to now stay at home and, and you know, I'll typically, just like you, Chuck, we'll, we'll make something special. And I remember that one year we, um, I made um, lobster on the barbecue and that was a, a, an actually an interesting um, lesson because I found out that if you didn't put one of those metal skewers long ways through the lobster it like curls up and goes crazy on you it so does. <laughs> once I found that out then I put a lobster through it and I'd, I'd take it out you know and just have a it'd be a lobster tail and we'd have something like that and then I'd make a nice sauce uh, usually a cream sauce something like that mm. um, nothing with any alcohol in it and if I had to um, well in the old days um, my wife was able to drink alcohol, but she used to like fuzzy navels. If you remember, mm, yeah, what they were. Oh, yeah. that's a real uh, <laughs> well, peach <laughs> drink. Yeah. But um, now she can't drink it. But now she likes elderflower presse, which is a basically a kind of a soft soda made with elderflowers. Mm -hmm. If I had to pair up a beer though with a meal that would be kind of nice for a lady to try then I would go with Katie from Second Shift in um, down in there in St. Louis because ever since I taste, first tasted Katie, 
Katie, it really has been a deliciously wine-like barrel sour. It's not really sour, but it's a very wine-like beer. It's got a tart and some tart and some yeah, other um, tannic character. Quite delicious, yeah. yeah. And he has a bunch of variants uh, on that, and they all have different names. Um, and that's um, Steve down there at Second Shift who. Steve, thank you very much. You introduced me to beer in a wine glass, which is what Katie was. Mm. And I've had um, some women who have uh, definitely tasted that and enjoyed it. Not my women on Valentine's Day. I only have one woman on Valentine's Day, the lovely Kimberly. Oh, How about that? That's very nice. All right. Nice. Um, uh, thumbs, thumbs for cheers, this Cheers one? to Katie. Uh, oh, to Kimberly. To Kimberly. Then. Kimberly. Oh, there and Kimberly. Kimberly. Oh, there we go. And all that. She's not here tonight, but that's Kimberly just as well, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, thumbs on uh, Odd Side Ale? Yeah, I like uh, that one. Thumbs oh, up. Yeah. That's, yes. that's yeah. definitely a good beer. Yeah. Good nice um, work. So if you wanted to have a nice sour, then this would be the one, because it's got a rose on the front, even though it's got a skeleton hand holding it. This is Oliver from Dry City in Wheaton. And I was tasked by Phil Clark about what a perfect Valentine's Day date would be. And I live here in Wheaton, and I I think it would would take place in Wheaton. My top Valentine's Day date would take place at Ivy Restaurant. It's a gorgeous old church. Well, I'm sorry, not a church. It's actually a funeral home, an old funeral home that has been remodeled into a restaurant that has the best Valentine's Day setting you could ever want. It's luxurious, it's beautiful, it's delicious, and after that, after a good steak, or maybe their gorgonzola crusted lamb chops, which are delicious, I'd probably pop over to Dry City and have a couple of beers. And I think of all the Valentine's Day dates that I would have, that would be the one, because I would take an Uber everywhere, there'd be no driving, and at the end of the night, who knows what would happen. Well, in England, we'd say you'd get your leg over. (laughs) Yes, you would absolutely get your leg over. (laughs) Thanks, Oliver. Of course. Our fourth beer out of five, and we, were, we, we only have five tonight. We, we were one short of a six-pack. Um, oh, our getting... fourth beer actually comes from north of the border. It comes from Barrie, Ontario, which is about an hour north of Toronto. And it comes from a brewery called Flying Monkeys. And yes, it does actually have the Flying Monkeys on it from The Wizard of Oz. But what we have is, uh, now we're heading back into the chocolatey. So we started off with lechery and chocolate, and now we're going to more softer uh, appeal, which is Aurora Heart, which is a chocolate raspberry stout. Anybody know anything about flying monkeys? I've seen pictures of them. <laughs> and with that, we move on. Good enough for me. I, and, and I got to be honest with you, that's a hell of a better, a lot better description than I've really seen them because we'd have some questions at that point. So it's very interesting oh. here because it says it's a chocolate raspberry stout. It's only seven point one percent, so it's not a real heavy. It can't be a. Uh, you want a wicked weed glass, sir? No. Does that offend you? No, yeah, I, I, I have one myself. I bought it, I bought it before the yeah. turn, though. 
Right. Um, We're getting rid of the weenie glasses and getting the good ones. We're getting, well, because I, I got snifters for this one, because it said it was a chocolatey beer, and it says a chocolate stout on the label. It did not pour like a stout. It pours more the color, I think, of a dark Scotch ale. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a very yeah. white head for a supposed chocolate beer. Mm-hmm. All right, so this one is called Aurora Heart. Aurora, which we have an Aurora, Illinois. There is an Aurora, Colorado. I'm not certain why they call it Aurora Heart. Now, I have to say, I have had this in the fridge, and it was a little cold, so it probably needs to warm up a little because their um, description of it is that its appearance is black, thick, cafe creme head. Mm-hmm. Um, tan. No. tan head. That's what I said. It ain't bloody like, black. Like if, tan. Color. If it was a black head, I don't think I'd drink it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you prefer white heads, don't black you? Head? Excuse me? <laughs> that sounds nasty. So, yeah, okay. Now, aroma. Who, who's got? Who's having a sniff? Now, I know that uh, Chuck is always good oh, to stick well, his schnoz okay. in. So, so get close, because I know you go quiet when you've had a couple. Yes, yeah, so I'm quieting down, uh, but... Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's like a, a very kind of a. It's almost like that uh, chocolate covered cherry thing going on, but it's very light, though. It's very. Oh, some kind of a some kind of a fruit. So, Ed, I'm going to come. Well, they to say you. raspberry. They raspberry. say raspberry. Okay, yes, raspberry. Thank you. Mm. Because this one, I've had a little taste and a little sniff. You could have a real good pair of beers here with this, with the raspberry. Uh, I think they say it's raspberry truffles or something. Oh, but, truffles. Okay. But with your lechery, you know, the chocolate cherry, mm-hmm. you got, you got a whole fruit and chocolate thing going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you could pair it up with, I mean, beyond just the beer, you could pair it up with some fresh fruit and chocolates too. There you, you know? go. You know? That would be, yeah, because it's, it's a little on the lighter side in its body. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I'm just reading through here with what they say about pouring deep black and red tints. A big bold stout is capped with a thick creamy cap, a thick creamy cafe creme head. It breathes scents that evoke raspberry tart, coffee, caramel, milk chocolate, and demerara sugar. Um, how, how about just no? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't even. Based on what you just read, I'm not sure we're pouring the right beer. Well, um, uh, according to what I'm reading, a Flying Monkey's Aurora Heart, a dark chocolatey beer with dark malt. Do you you see a dark chocolatey beer in front of you? It says, uh, special edition, chocolate raspberry stout. No, oh, no, no, I, no, don't make no mistake about it. No, no. I believe you have the right description. I don't think the beer matches the description. Oh, here's, I, I found the problem right here. It says on the label, brewed in Canada. Okay, so Ooh. there we go. You see, there's a whole different. Oh. It's a whole different scheme there, you know, raising it up. Um, well, I think just stout is the only word that kind of throws you off. I think. Well, yeah. I think so, but but I'm not getting. If you, I mean, I've ha- I've had Scotch ales darker than this. Oh, oh yes, yes. So this um, to me, this doesn't. And the body's lighter. Yeah, but it's still got something to it. I mean, it, it's. If, if if I didn't know what it was. Um, I think it's got some uh, black patent in there. It's it's 
somewhat drying on the tongue. Is it, I mean, if, yeah. it's, if it's intended to be a stout, I would think. I would almost imagine that it was like a like a brown porter or something mm-hmm. that was the base beer. I would yeah. say that maybe. This is, I don't know. I, it's it's getting, lighter I'm not than a stout. Dark stout from this. No, this at is all. almost the same body as Lettery. Um, although Which was a blonde was a, base. It was a little yeah. smoother. But, well, yeah. yeah, this has got darker malts in it than that. This has, but it's not to the stout level. It's somewhere in between. It's definitely got a little tart finish to it. And we all oh. like a little raspberry mm-hmm. tart, don't yeah. we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, this was, uh, so Flying Monkeys um, started as a lot of breweries started as home brewers. And uh, the founder is a guy by the name of Pete Chiodo. Um, and he learned his brewing as a little boy in Gramps' Ito Bikoki basement. Now, I don't know if Ito Bikoki is the, the name of the place or the grandpa, but um, grandpa is definitely showing him some skills that are u- he's using in later life. Here's so. the grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Here's the grandpa, right. Um, so um, <clears throat> from the aspect of this... Um, I don't know. This is very uh, difficult to understand. Oh, um, I've been told by my geography man over here. Ito Bikoki is uh, about 17 minutes to the east of Toronto. So there we go. So mm. we're, we're all in the Toronto, Canada, Ontario. Yeah, hey, that, that would actually be west, but yes. Or is it west? Hey, I'm, yeah. hey, I'm dyslexic, so. The other west. <laughs> The other way. Folks, it's left on a map. Depends if you're going north or south. This is true, too. No. Um, So, I don't know about this one. I mean, it's got an excellent... It comes in a box, okay? When you buy this, it comes in a box. It says seasonal release, special edition. And it's got all sorts of stuff over it. Um, uh, Things like... as it enigmat as oh can't even say it as enigmatic as the fiery passions of the human heart, this flying monkey's love letter to craft beer is brewed with soft cocoa and late season red raspberries, pureed to preserve the longings of summer. And and it goes on that way all over here. So um, I mean, it almost tastes like a dunkel or a, well, a light bock that's been you know flavored a little bit. I think mm. it's good. It, I just think the description. I think the description is yes, just needs to be yes. misleading yeah. for some people. Description later. really buggers it up. I think. I mean, you. I'm not. I just. I don't get stout. Not any part of this do I get stout. Yeah. No. Well, I think maybe a little bit of drying from black patent yeah. that you would find in the stout, but mm-hmm. the dry stout. But yeah. that's it. I mean, it certainly doesn't look like one. Mm-hmm. But remember, you can have a blonde stout, right? And that doesn't look like anything like a. That's a whole new thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they call it a stout. So where does this stout thing stop and finish? That's what I want to know. Damn it! Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You can. I mean, there has to be new things all the time, right? A blind stout is sort of an oxymoron, right? It's like a, you know, <laughs> jumbo shrimp. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It just doesn't have the dark malts, yeah. right? It's a stout without all the dark malts. Yeah, whatever that is. Which isn't a stout. Which isn't a stout. It's a blind. It's confusing. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't hate it. I, I'm not. It's not. It's a beer. If kind of my litmus test is if I order it in a bar, when I send it back, like, look, this is terrible. 
I'm not sending it back. It's no. okay. Yeah. It's just the description is very, back. very confusing based on what I'm seeing in front. Yeah. Of. If you ordered ordered it based on what was stated on the the bottle, or the I'd, box, yeah. or I'd, whatever, I'd, I'd I'd question the bar the barkeep. Yeah. Like, did you yeah. give pour me the right beer? Mm-hmm. So, so now I've opened this little puppy. Can I take it back to Binnie's and get my money back? So How else would you know style. you don't like it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, it's a beautiful well, label. I think I think that we overall like the beer as a beer. It certainly has all the flavor mm-hmm. components it talks about. Whether it fits into the stout category or not, do they have BJCP up in uh, Canada? Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. 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 Okay. So it's got to fit into that category, otherwise they wouldn't name it that. But Well, these beers, if you entered them in the competition, you'd have to just figure out what category you'd want to enter. And a lot of times you'll see beers that have you know, won something, and then they'll say, maybe in small letters, you know, in what category. It may not be the category that... This is marketing. Yeah. And the marketers, that's their job. Uh, the brewers, we just brew. Yeah, there, there really is no check. Like, if you <laughs> right, submitted yeah. a label to TTB, they're not saying, well, geez, that's, you're that's not submitting that's a beer along right. with a label. They're just saying, okay, it passes Yeah, it passes everything for our, our approval. Beyond that, you can say pretty much whatever else you want on the, you Which can call your beer whatever me. you want it to call it. Yeah. Have they caught up? Does anybody know? Because I know that those guys were not working in the government shutdown. Have they? Have they started to flow the labels now? TTB sent out uh, an email. I think it was last week, or maybe it was earlier this week, um, saying that uh, you know what they're trying to do is is process all of these requests, labels, and and permits uh, and such. Uh, they've taken, I, from what I can tell from what they stated, they've taken some field staff into the office to help them process through all mm-hmm. the paperwork. They're saying, uh, you know, if if you've submitted something to us that you already know is, is incorrect or there's something that you're going to change, like sometimes you submit a label and you're like, ah, we want to make this change to it. They're saying, okay, withdraw your submittal. Don't make us go through the work of... yeah processing it and then come back to us with another submittal on it uh, so they're trying to do it as efficiently as they can but I think they got a backlog of like three weeks or something like that maybe maybe how more m- how many labels do you think that is I mean a backlog yeah. of three weeks and we've got <laughs> all know. these what how many brewers in the US now over 8,000 or something isn't it I mean yeah. it must be going up there yeah um, and mm-hmm. they're all bringing out let's say they bring out one new beer Every six weeks. I mean, you could mm-hmm. potentially have over a thousand labels to look at. And every, that, there are certain rules that they have to go by, right? There's, we were talking about what you couldn't have on a label mm-hmm. and what they wouldn't approve. And I'm assuming that's the same as when you put in for a, um, a vanity plate to Illinois. They're not going to allow you to have one that says, oh, shit, or something like that, right? So there are certain rules and regulations to labels. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to ask for a show of thumbs, not on the fact that it says it's a chocolate raspberry stout, but just on basically on the taste and flavor. I like it. Yeah, yeah, a, good, a good three quarter. He yeah. likes it. Yeah, I I'm generally in favor of it. It it's it's changed. I think it's it's gotten a little more flavorful since it's warmed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, certainly we're not getting the aromatics coming off of it now like we did when we first poured it. Those mm-hmm. have kind of dissipated, but I think the flavor's coming back into yeah. alignment. You know, something more that I what like I I like to drink. 
Yeah. Well, okay. Well, mm -hmm. here's to Aurora Heart, and uh, hopefully it'll get better. Cheers. 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 <laughs> of course it would not be the same britain yankee podcast if we did not have the yankee live by phone as well from parts afar mr mike lingerfelter also known as lingo hello lingo hello phil how's it going okay you're sounding uh, a little muffled there do you have your head under a pillow i do i'm trying to kill myself oh okay that's what happens that's what happens when you work in ohio yeah you oh <laughs> All right. Well, real quickly then, for our Valentine's Day special, if you were planning a Valentine's Day dinner, what would you make uh -huh. and what would you pair with it for the lovely wifely person? We actually have a uh, kind of a tradition. We don't uh, go in for all that uh, foofy kind of stuff. We don't usually exchange gifts. But uh, what we have done many, many years in a row has gone to the local, uh, well, it's not so local, grocery store. Uh, in our areas, there's one uh, quite a little ways away from us. It's called Caputo's. And we go there and get uh, pizza dough. And then we, uh, we all get together, uh, myself, uh, Microlingo, and my daughter, Rachel. Uh, and we all make individual heart pizzas on Valentine's Day. And what's your favorite topping? Actually, I do usually a combo of uh, like maybe sausage, onion, and jalapeno or something like maybe banana peppers. And I've been getting away from uh, red sauce and doing almost like a garlic uh, olive oil sauce with that. Mm, sounds good. Actually, when, I, when we make those, I, I go totally untraditional, and that's when I usually uh, try like an, uh, an IPA I haven't tried which is, um, you know, you get the uh, different flavors with the pizza, then you'll get the different taste with the uh, IPA. So uh, you would pair yours up with an IPA of some description? Would the uh, yeah. lovely, lovely wife have something? Yeah, well, usually um, she'll, she'll, she usually drinks water during dinner, but we have been lately getting into, uh, for dessert, something. Uh, we've been trying different milk stouts especially, well, we still keep going back to some of our favorites, dragon milk and, the, and the, some of those, the, you know, the nitro dragon uh, milk stouts and stuff like that. So um, have you ever had a snickerdoodle cookie? Yes. Well, now you, can yes, get, now you can get a snickerdoodle pastry stout from Pollyanna. It's got a picture of a great penguin on the front, so maybe you want to try that with her. That might not be bad. That sounds like a very nice little... Uh, uh, after dinner dessert kind of a instead of having a say a port wine they have a little snickerdoodle uh, stout <laughs> and if you google snickerdoodle all right man well thank you very much indeed uh, we'll see you soon have a great valentine's day even though you're going to be a few miles apart but um well you'll be back at the weekend right actually i'll be back uh, valentine's day you will. How wonderful. What a big surprise for yes, her. It will be. It always is. We'll see you. Thanks a lot, man. Bye, Philly. Miss you. Bye. Oh, miss you too, honey. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Our final beer of the evening celebrates Valentine's Day with big hugs. Yes, it's Half Acres Big big Hugs, or as they say in the commercial description, this beer is a thug rather than a hug. I'm going to crack it open. We have two cans, courtesy of Mr. Ryan. So it's going to be his turn to tell us about his Valentine's Day. Um, why don't you tell us what your special Valentine Day would be and, and what you might pair up in a dinner? So, oh, I like that sound, don't you? Mm-hmm. That was, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So Valentine's Day at our house is a little bit different. Um, I might be the only husband in the world who actually has a hall pass on Valentine's Day. Um, ah. Our uh, the, the first kind of Valentine's Day that we remember was actually when we were dating... Um, we had, uh, I had a, a brand new townhouse slash condo in the Naperville area. And we ended up having Papa John's pizza. And I don't even remember what the beer was because it was probably something bad, um, literally <laughs> on the floor because I didn't own any furniture. So that's kind of our Valentine's Day thing is we always do just pizza and whatever we happen to have in the house. Um, now with kids... Uh, I am obligated to, uh, especially with a daughter, uh, you know, the daughter expects a bit of a Valentine's Day celebration. So there's usually some Fannie Mae involved. So something typically big and chocolatey, hence uh, a a big Imperial Stout, which we generally kind of like. That being said... Wait a minute. How old is your daughter? (laughs) Ten. Well, she doesn't drink the stout. That would be my son's job, and he's six. (laughs) Um, so, but uh, the reason I have a hall pass is Valentine's Day just so happens to be close enough to the Mardi Gras season that I am actually, uh, I'm not held too terribly accountable to Valentine's Day, uh, but I am held absolutely accountable to Mardi Gras. So when we do, you know, our kind of romantic spring endeavor uh, is Mardi Gras lunch, which we do every year. Uh, we both take the day off work. Uh, typically, we would find a good Cajun Creole restaurant. Uh, Papado is local. We don't normally go to Papado, but we have in the past. Um, boiled crawfish, uh, fried green mm. tomatoes, uh, gumbo, jambalaya, a good, solid, new kind of a New Orleans feast, if you will. Wow. Do, you, do, you show, do you lift your thing and show your breasts? After it. Um, I have, and I was asked not to do that ever again. Thank you. I can understand yes. why. Um, Did you hand out beads? Um, yeah. No, I've had a couple thrown at me, but <laughs> they were whipped violently at my head. Um, I don't think that's the intention. Um, but um, yeah, so so I get I get a bit of a, a bit of a relaxation on Valentine's Day proper, but um, and, and even to the tune of flowers. Um, yes, I have occasionally provided flowers on Valentine's Day. But I deliver flowers on Mardi Gras in the Mardi Gras colors, which, of course, is appropriate. And it's been a lovely relationship for uh, 19 years. Are you from New Orleans? I I am not, but uh, we we travel there frequently, and we're going back there again in about a week and a half. Okay, I just wondered why you love New Orleans so much. I mean... Have have you ever been there? I have. Okay. I've had the beignets and Café Monde and... uh, tiptoed along Bourbon Street in between the vomit. Um, I've been oh, come on. It's, 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 it's not, it's, it's not a, it's not it a Bourbon not Street like thing. I know that. Okay. It's, I, I would move there tonight given the opportunity. It's just kind of that kind of place. Right. Well, do you on your Mardi Gras slash Valentine's Day celebration give big hugs? 
I have on occasion, yes. Well, there you go. And you've given us a big hug here. So you guys have listened to him telling us about his Valentine's Day. Uh, he didn't tell us what beer he might pair up with a dinner, but we'll come back to that in a minute. Chuck? Yes? Imperial Coffee Drinking Stout. That's what this is. That is indeed what this is. From ha Oh, I forgot to but say who it's from. It, <laughs> you, I, think, I think you mentioned Half Acre. Oh, okay. All these half details. Um, those fabulous folks down there uh, in, in the North Center uh, neighborhood of Chicago, I think they've got a location, the brewery on Lincoln Avenue, and I think they've got another one on Balmoral. But I'm not, okay. I'm not a big Chicago guy, so I don't know. I do know I like their beers. Mm -hmm. I like so, the I like this the, one. I like they keep they kept the coffee uh, under control, which I like. It's not uh, a big coffee slam. Thank you very much. It's dark matter coffee, which, as I understand it, is, it, is mm -hmm. a very nice coffee supplier down in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it very much. So, mm. thank you, thank you for that. Um, when when the ingredients are kept. In balance, especially strong ingredients like coffee, when you know sometimes less is more, and um, just learning how to balance stuff is, is something that, in my opinion, when you you get the brewers that really know uh, what they're doing, as opposed to maybe just more coffee. If coffee's good, more is better, and then you just it, um, you mean more brewing? Well, no. In fact, I'm going oh, to more. Well I'm going done. to. I'm going to more brewing next week for our train crawl from our for our uh, home brew, my home brew club. Oh, so really? Oh, UK, that should be fun. UKG, right? Yeah, Renaissance yeah. of Grain. Yes, indeed. Okay. But yeah, so I I think uh, um, they did a nice job with this one, in my opinion. So this is um, according to their description. There's two variants. Vanilla, okay. Big Hugs, and Bourbon Barrel Aged Big Hugs. Ooh, that would be nice. I don't think we have either here. Is it we, just a this regular? Is, I was this like, is the, the base. The base beer. The, the, uh, the bourbon. Oh, there's no coffee in it. No, there's there's no, coffee, some coffee, coffee in it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This just isn't the vanilla, and this isn't the Bourbon Barrel one. Oh, um, okay, okay. The Bourbon Barrel one is, uh, is presently in my basement. Um, I debated bringing that one and figured after looking at the list tonight that <laughs> that, that might just completely end the Put evening. Put right the over note. the edge. Huh? I, I think, <laughs> but I do have it. So, so yeah, I, I think that would be interesting. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think actually this one, um, if we're looking at it from the perspective of a Valentine's Day dinner, potentially this, this one might be a nice dessert because it's not oh, the yeah. bourbon it's not mm -hmm. well vanilla might have gone down well but yeah yeah, yeah what do you reckon ed uh, yeah you, I, you you do great stouts there at pollyanna i'm i'm really digging this stout it's and what i love about it is it's soft is it a sweet i mean it reminds me of a sweet stout it's not dry it doesn't have a dry finish yeah kind it's of got it's a sweet definitely finish. not a pastry stout it's definitely no, not no. this is a, a honest to goodness yeah. you know good stout Nice uh, bitter chocolate, oh, even though there's no chocolate in here. Is that but right? The, but the chocolate character is there. Right. Chocolate malt character, right? right. Yep, bitter um, chocolate malt character. And the coffee is just so subtle. It, I almost wouldn't, you know, I don't know if I would initially. A lot of times coffee styles, don't you get it in the nose before you even get it? Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. And right. this one doesn't do that. This is clean. You know, there's not none of that uh, 
you don't get the coffee. You don't get the the hot pepper from mm-hmm. some of the coffees right, that are put right, into yeah. to beers. It's it's non-existent. It's nice mm-hmm. and nice and rich, smooth, velvety again. Yeah, you know, right. yeah, very nice. So so now let me tell you the thing I didn't tell you earlier. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. you bastard! Here we go. What is it? Back. He kept something from. This is last year's. Okay, so what? it's, oh, so it's, so it's gotten this is, better. This is, the, this is the 2017 Big Hunks. Okay, so that's mm. what's interesting is so all the flavors have mellowed and smoothed out mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. So has it had more coffee character last year? Or I, Honestly, I, I don't know. I So when I buy, and, and again, consumer, and I, I will readily admit this goes against Brian's every intention, and we've talked to him about this. I, whenever I buy Imperial Stouts or whenever I buy bigger beers, I buy multiples. I drink one and I put one as far back on my shelf as I possibly can. Oh, yeah. Because I want to forget about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and just see, yeah. look, see what happens over time. At that point, it's it's yours. Whoops. Sure. Oh, cheers. Cheers. We said no that. But it's yours, right? Yeah. You do, do what, I mean, that's, that's cool. I mean... Yeah. When a brewer produces a beer, they're they're saying, "Okay, this beer is is as good as I want it to get," and that's the intention. But you take it and do whatever you want with it. Oh, you yeah. know, who knows what you're going to get? It could and, turn out really fantastic, but or you know, or, or it could be something I want to water my plants with if I want them to die. Yeah, I mean, I completely get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and interestingly, uh, you, you bring up Brian Brian Pavola, head brewer down mm-hmm. there at. Um, Pollyanna um, and, and Roselle. And, yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, and we were talking to him exactly on that point. Yeah, I think I was there at that. And, and he said, you know, I produce a beer for you to drink now. If you want to hold on to it, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, you're right. So I do what you do, and I might buy two bottles. I'll drink one, and then I'll keep one for no longer than a year after I bought it. So let's see. I asked you about your Valentine Day, but I didn't ask you what you might pair up with a Valentine Day dinner. So obviously you're going to create jambalaya. Yeah, and and what I've found, um, which is which is ironic, because um, generally speaking, the the Cajun food that we like is is has a little bit of heat to it. And personally, I kind I like the idea of a, of a, a American pale ale, maybe a light. A lighter IPA with it because it kind of cuts the heat really well. That being said, my wife hates IPAs. I mean, just absolutely despises IPAs. She likes big stouts, and I cannot lie. <laughs> she likes sours, um, but probably her favorite beer in the world is a beer by Bell's Brewing. Um, a beer that they don't they don't brew very often. That is actually, ironically enough, called Hell Hath No Fury. Oh yes, yes, I've um, had that one. It is a we. St- I still have a ton of it in the fridge. Uh, it is a. Why ver- did you not bring any? <laughs> I. That's that's easy. That's easily rectified. Um, it is a uh, a Belgian dark strong brewed with two different yeasts, um, and it is it is probably her uh, that or a, a jolly pumpkin sour is probably one of her favorite beers in the world. So given the meal, it would probably be more of a jolly pumpkin. Uh, actually. Very similar to the odd side you had earlier, a, mm-hmm. a Jolly Pumpkin Sour Red, Sour Blonde, something like that. Um, that's kind of where we would go with it and kind of go from there. They do good beers, definitely. They and do. and mm-hmm. I just want to uh, get ready with the, the sponsor's bell there, Ed, because uh, you mentioned Jambalaya. Went down to um, 
Brickstone Brewing in Bourguignon. Thank you. All right. Nice one. <laughs> um, had the jambalaya down, down there. there. I would recommend a trip down to Brickstone on a Sunday because they call it Sunday Fun Day. And uh, $3 pints. You can't beat it. And I had the jambalaya. It was an enormous amount. Very tasty. Half there, half for my lunch the next day at work. Mm. So it was really good. We're off the topic of Valentine's Day. Um, back to bear hugs. Everybody, I think. Big hugs. Bear hugs. What is it? Big hugs. Oh, it's big hugs. But bear hugs. But, but oh, nice. And by the way, we have to talk about the label. So. Bear hugs is what I give bears. Okay. Bears? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're dumb for Stay these. thirsty, my friend. Okay. <laughs> so the label on this is very interesting <laughs> because on the side of it... <laughs> Well, I'm missing something. Well, you know, <laughs> Never mind. I'll, was go back and li- I'll go back and listen to that. <laughs> Bastard. Uh, okay. So the label on this has a, a thing on the side that you might overlook. It says, peel me. And you go, what? So you peel this label off, and it's a really nice blue can. And as you peel it off, underneath it is another picture of... Well, I don't think it's a bear. It's it, a cat. It's like a cat, a cat, maybe. But it's an underwater cat with, like... Um, strange things around it. It looks like there's like uh, some kind of like a jellyfish, jellyfish, yeah. and, jellyfish uh, and all sorts. It's really wacky, but a lot of people wouldn't see that, squid. and I didn't see it until you pointed it out. So when you're drinking, it's it's the gift that keeps hugs, on giving. That, huh? It's the gift that keeps on giving. There you go. So big hugs is more than just a beer. It's a fun experience with the can. There we go. <laughs> And I've had a lot of fun experiences with a can. Um, I think uh, Check the days. We, Check further, the we, we have to find out that uh, Chaz and Dave are telling us about our beer bellies. And time, gentlemen, please. Drink up your beers. Come on now. Ain't you got homes to go to? Come on. And there we go, uh, Ed, that's uh, Chaz and Dave talking about our beer bellies. Unfortunately, uh, we have to watch out as we get older. But you being a very slim and active fellow around the brewery, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> well, thankfully I'm active, because I was. if I wasn't, I'd be... I'd have a yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't fit to the man way anymore. <laughs> yeah. Not that you have to crawl. What's that, the, what's that stuff to. that you you have? Um, probiotics. They're active, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Ed, active like a probiotic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just keep eating that yogurt, man. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, gentlemen, thank you very much. Indeed, and I use the term loosely, by the way. Um, thank you very much indeed no for coming by here this evening to the Britain Yankee Pub. We've had a great time, and and, and if everything is going to go according to plan. You're going to get a right bit of, hey, woohoo on Valentine's Day, you know, because, you know, sex and candy. Hey. I got my can. <laughs> um, I think we're going to go around and ask people what they feel was uh, the, the beers they like the best tonight. I mean, we've had some interesting ones. Let's, uh, let's start with Tom. Tom, what, which one did you like the best? I don't know that I have a best. Um, that I'm, you have a bestie, though. I, I do have a bestie. There you um, go. 
The the or is that a breasty? Uh, yeah, that oh, too. Never mind. Stop. If, if I'm lucky, you can get both. Yeah, and it's Valentine's you Day, can so get both you know, of them removed if you need to. You, <laughs> I I'm probably somewhere. That, look, the way that I look at this is, I'd I'd start I'd start the night, start the meal with the lechery. Uh, I'd probably have the uh, the odd side, uh, probably in the middle of the into the middle of the meal, and I'd probably yeah. have the big hugs for dessert, and that's kind of the way I'd lay it out. Um, nothing against uh, the Sex and Candy. I'm just not a huge IPA guy. Um, the Aurora Monkey, I'm still kind of confused about. But, yeah, I'm confused about a lot of things in life. So that's how I'd do it. Chucky? I kind of agree with Tom. I'm thinking about the lechery. I'm thinking, boy, I should maybe snack some of that, too, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and the, um, and the big hugs, that, that was very nice at the end. And also the the wine barrel, the um, what was that? Yeah, yeah. 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 I I agree with all that. Don't have much to add to that other than you know it was all very enjoyable. Watch out, girl! I'm coming. Yeah, here we go. That's right. Well, I'm pretty much in line with with the guys here. Um, And you you can't say you like your own, but you probably do, right? I do. Hopefully, I I hope you do. Does (laughs) and and honestly, again, and I'm I'm biased. Well, but (laughs) but no, but he still, but he can't. So he can't say this, but I can. It's the one thing I like is you go to breweries who like what they brew. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to go to a, a brewery who brews because they know they can sell the hell out of it. I want to go somewhere where I can walk up and I can see the head brewer drinking the beer he just released. Which, you know, sorry Brian, but you do a lot of that, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's not a bad thing. I mean, I, I walk no. in there and I see any one of the multitude of owners and the multitude of staff. They drink the beer they produce. And release that day. That gives me confidence about what I'm about to buy. And as a consumer, that's important. So, yeah. yeah. Good to hear it. Thanks, Tom. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I like every beer that we produce. There's not a single beer that we've ever produced that that I don't care for. I'll drink any one of them at any time. I've got my favorites amongst the group. Um, like anybody does, right? Sure. We got. Yeah. I mean, we produce a good variety of beers, just like most breweries do, um, like Church Street does as well. You know, and you got to do that to keep people interested. But um, okay, so just to be clear, I mean, Brian's our chief of brewing operations. He oversees everything. He approves everything. But we've got a team of brewers there right now. Uh, we've got uh, Brian, Stinker, and then there's Doodle. Yeah, <laughs> and Little Doodle. <laughs> And cock-a-doodle-doodle. Oh, all right. But, we I mean, we got Brian Quirk, who came to us from Goose Island Barrel Warehouse. Mm. Um, and we got Vince Hansen, who, his roots are in home brewing. He's one of our first servers that we had up in our tap room. But he's been down on the production floor with us for about, coming up on a year and a half right now. So, um, And he's got a lot of really good ideas, too. So we got a team of brewers right now. Um, everything is coordinated with Brian. Um, so, I mean, he certainly deserves the majority of the credit, but we got a team working on all these things. It's always a team effort with breweries because someone always says, is that your beer? And, and it's, at some point it's like, well, maybe it was my recipe at the beginning. But in the reality, the only time it's your beer is if you're a home brewer and you brew it in your basement all by yourself. That's the only time it's really your beer, right? I mean, I, yeah. I do you're at a production brewery. It's all by myself. Well, there's lots of things that this, we do by ourselves. Wait a minute. The basement we're sitting in right now? <laughs> no. Wait, uh, uh, one below this Bill? one? <laughs> is that why I tripped over a case of Kleenex on the way in? Yeah. Oh, it's on the other side. All right. Yeah. Uh, so so, so yeah. it's always a group effort. There you yeah. go. There you go. Well, true. 
What about but tonight? Tonight. <laughs> Phil, tonight I have sex and candy <laughs> yeah. in a can. Yay! <laughs> Ring the bell, Ed. <laughs> there we go. But, yeah, for tonight, I was agreeing with the guys in terms of their selections. To me, the, uh, the, uh, the um, and my favorite beer is the uh, Big Hugs yep. from, mm-hmm. from uh, um, Half yep. Acre. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite beer of the night. That's it. And, uh, but to me, the surprise, the, the nice, delightful one was the one from, what was the one from Michigan? I can't remember. Oh, Odd Side. Odd Side, Side. I'm sorry. A Touch of Red. Touch of Red. Yeah. Nice, nice bit of funkiness with that. That was yeah. just like a nice, delightful you know, side trip from what we were talking about. Yeah. And, and then we came back and... Uh, yeah, it was a nice, nice little trip that we took tonight with all the beers. Thanks, mm-hmm. Phil. Yeah, I, I, I kind of enjoyed the variety of them, and I didn't know how they were going to work out. I have to say that Flying Monkeys probably was the beer that I liked without liking the description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah. I, I did enjoy it, but bloody hell, I couldn't have. You know, if, if I bought it for being a chocolate raspberry stout, I'd expect it to be something really deep and dark and with that little raspberry in it kind of like uh dan camp's metal monkey asimodius right with mm-hmm. raspberry um mm-hmm. i w- the most surprising beer of the night for me was lechery because i was uh, from the description <laughs> wondering how it was going to be i'm not a cherry fan just loved it really tasty i think it's delicious um and I have to say, you also brought a bottle of a uh, fun size with toasted coconut. Yeah, that's our um, latest. But I have fun to size. ask you, what is the snickerdoodle? What the hell is a snickerdoodle? Oh, it's, it was. He can uh, can I? Yeah. So so yeah. I, I I was there on Friday. Here here's the thing that I think that confuses you a little bit because I was confused too. Well, no, I, I'll tell you what confuses me after you've said uh, something. Th- that list is <laughs> yeah. too long, and this podcast needs to end at some point. So the thing that got me was it it was the the penguin branding which i went back to party penguin and i'm like wait they're doing a snickerdoodle malt liquor that wasn't a snickerdoodle malt liquor it was a snickerdoodle milk stout it's a goddamn snickerdoodle but what is a snickerdoodle if you've never had a snickerdoodle we'll talk offline so you didn't google the doodle i i all you gotta do is (laughs) google it We got a minute. <laughs> I got Google, a the, Google the snickerdoodle. Again, sounds like something that's going to happen on Valentine's Day. We can only hope. Um, so, uh, but back to where I was. So, yeah, I like the and and then from the perspective of the beer that I really enjoyed, um, big big hugs. I want to say bear hugs, but big mm-hmm. hugs was really good too. Um, Sex and Candy was a really good IPA. It was a real IPA. It didn't have haziness and it didn't have any orange juice in it. So that was good. What was the other one? Oh, Odd Side Owls. Yeah, that was just delightful. Yeah. So, um, gentlemen, at this point, um, I'd just like to say thanks awfully for coming along down to the pub. Um, Your first visit, Ed, and hopefully not your last. Thank uh, you, maybe Phil. you can bring that um, Brian guy with you next time. You know, he's a bit of a difficult guy to get out of his shell. I'll, I'll work on it. Yeah, good, good man. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, um, we're going to have a really good clang because we've got the cut glass. Ed? Oh, doesn't that sound good? Now we'll see One. how it sounds with them. Uh, oh, not bad. Uh, yeah. Cheers, boys. Thanks very much. Prost, Take, Prost. Prost. Take care. So do you want That's the snickerdoodle definition? Mm-hmm.
I don't know. Is it sexy? Not really. Oh well, then I don't. If want you it. like cookies, well, do, does it involve? You, do you like cookies? Does it involve slapping people with hides of slain squirrels? Um, goats, no. I thought. Girls. Does, yeah, not just people. Girls. Girls. Goats. 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 You slapping goats? Slain goats. They said slain. Uh, oh yeah, the it, hides of slain goats? goats. Slain goats. Yeah. Okay. Don't say that in front of Katie Wolf. Over at Wolf Den because she wants to get goats in oh. her backyard. Oh, <laughs> well, goats are good. So, so what? Why? Why? Why would she want a goat in her backyard? She trying to, to keep the grass down. To the what's grass. Wrong with you? Stupid what's, is there boy. something wrong with a lawnmower? No, but it's better to have a goat. It, Says who? Because then it shits. The grass grows. It eats it. But it helps your carbon grow. footprint. But, but your carbon you footprint. Yeah, Come on, man. Same problem. <laughs> yeah, be quiet. Be quiet. We're finishing this podcast right now. Brit and Yankee. Brit and Yankee. I'll have a bite, young. Go, give us a bite. You got any tetanus? Uh, oh, pint, please, Bob. Give me another pint. Please, Bob.